You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. If you are struggling with knowing if you're ready to outsource, we've got your back, my friend. Today's episode is all about how to know exactly when to let go of things in your business. If you are feeling overwhelmed with work and have 5 million tasks regularly on your to-do list and you just aren't getting all of them done, this episode is for you. And if you have just begun your business, don't skip this episode. This will prepare you for the future and help you work towards outsourcing and recognizing the signs as they begin to pop up. Now, this episode is short and sweet, straight to the point. It's like a best friend cocktail hour with Linz and I, and trust me, we get a little bit weird on this one, I'm not going to (laughs) lie, but it is packed with tangible education. You'll walk away knowing if you're ready to begin outsourcing and the first steps of how to begin moving that direction. You ready for business bestie cocktail hour? Let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hello and welcome back to the show. We are so excited for today's episode just to dive in to everything on how to know when to outsource. This is a question that Evie and I get asked pretty frequently and it was asked to be a topic on the show. So we figured let's dive in today and to talk about it. So to start off, we wanted to kind of talk to you about our own stories with outsourcing when we personally outsourced and what the first things were that we outsourced. And obviously, we started as photographers. um, So that's kind of just the background for our personal story. And that kind of has to deal with what specifically we outsourced. But for me, it was, I would say, three years into my business. So for three years, I did not outsource anything. And then I got to a point where with photography, I think it was the same year that we also started the Heart University. So that that also added to just the overwhelm of feeling like, okay, I had my hand in absolutely everything in my business and I just did not have enough time, simply put. And the first thing I did was outsource my editing, which ironically, I outsourced it to my husband in order to <laughs> save money, <laughs> which, you know, that's we'll talk about this in a second, but just like when you do outsource you you need to know if you have the finances for it. And I did have the finances for it, but I still was just like, you can do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my husband, I taught him how to edit for me. And so he edited for a couple of months. And in those couple of months, I also then hired on a VA, which is a personal assistant. And both of those decisions, I just needed to free up my time. I was spending way too much time editing and then for a VA, she took over things like emailing and calendar organization and setting up meetings and things like that, that just, I just physically did not have to be doing. Um, and so those were the first two things that I outsourced. Evie, what, I think you did it backwards, correct? Like you uh, had, or maybe uh, you didn't, I don't know. It was kind of the same. So I was, a, I think a little bit sooner into my like official like business, because you started your business officially like six months to a year before I did. Right, um, right, right. And so I was about a year and a half. You also grew faster than I. You were like, boom. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just, I mean, I decided to go for it, you know? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'd been shooting about the same time, but like you'd been doing a bit more business. So I was about a year and a half, I think, into business when I started outsourcing. But I, it was, I think, Lindsay, you're right. I, I just had so much all at once that I think it was about a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, and I hired an editor and that was a hard thing to let go of, but I'm so glad I did. And I honestly wish I'd started outsourcing a little bit sooner, which Lindsay, I think you can probably say the same thing. Yes. Oh, I also forgot to say that eventually my husband retired from editing for me because I was like, this is not going to (laughs) work. Um, (laughs) and then I, I used your editor. So yeah. I was like, oh, I need an editor. And so then I, I guess like, technically <laughs> I did editing and then VA and then editing again. But that's, yeah, anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to add that in. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I got an editor, which was super great. And then almost the exact same time. So I think it was within like two to three months, I hired an editor and then immediately went to hire a virtual assistant as well. And I think you and I hired a VA just about the same time, which we hired different people. And then ironically ended up, you got my editor and I hired your VA. So yeah, well, it was because I had my VA because we had started the heart and we had this education like workshops platform going on at the same time as our photography business. A lot of the tasks that I was giving my VA, which was Rachel, which we we've talked about her on the show before, but um, a lot of those tasks were heart related. And so I was like, oh, wait, the heart should technically be paying you if you're doing stuff for the heart. And then the more that she worked with the heart, you were like, oh, I like her. I'm yeah. going to use her. <laughs> Rachel was a magical unicorn goddess at her job. And I f- quickly realized that as I worked with her on the heart. And so I stole her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we just kind of wanted to share a little bit of our journey of when and and ha- like what we outsourced first, especially as photographers. And the the key sign for both Lindsay and I that we knew we needed to begin outsourcing was that we were both totally maxed out on our time and we needed to have more free time to focus on other areas of our businesses. For example, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff with the heart. Our photography was just booming, but I was spending, you know, hours upon hours researching travel and booking like Airbnb and booking flights and finding the best deals for my clients and all this stuff, which I didn't need to be spending my time on. And so I knew like that was something I handed off to my VA and that saved me hours every week because I was traveling 10 plus months out of the year. So basically I was booking a flight like every four days. So it was just a lot. It was a, it was a lot. (laughs) So Rachel took so much of that off my plate, but that was something we were both just totally maxed out and we needed to free up time. So to answer the number one question, that was just a little brief story time with Lindsay and Abby. (laughs) To answer the question though of how to know when it's time to outsource, here's, here's the kicker. Take a note on this. You know it's time when your time has traded places with your money as your most valuable asset. So when your time is your most valuable asset, instead of your money, you know you are 100% ready to outsource. So this looks like not having any extra hours in your day. You just wish you had more than 24 hours. You're starting to maybe cut into your sleep time or your family time or your rest time or you're not eating well or anything like that because you just have so much to do. If you are feeling super overwhelmed, that's another key. Lindsay, do you have thoughts as well of like, here's how to know. (laughs) Here are some signs. I I think that overwhelm 
is a really good indicator. Just like I can think of the time back when I like first outsourced. It was insane. Like I felt like I was being pulled in a million different directions. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of like an analogy of like an octopus at a desk with eight tentacles, right? Like you feel like you're wearing 5 million hats and you're doing 5 million things. You're being stretched and pulled and you're thinking about work when you're not working, which I mean, if we love our jobs, we probably do that anyway. But Yeah, not going to lie. I still do that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's almost like that guilt sense of like, oh, I'm eating dinner with my family or my boyfriend or my girlfriend or whoever. And it's like, oh, I I, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, this has to be done before tomorrow. And it just mm-hmm. started piling up to the point where it just got so overwhelming. So I feel like that's a really good one. Another indicator would be like you're working in your biz versus on it. You're mm-hmm. not being the CEO of your company, even if it's small. When you say company, it kind of sounds like huge. But even if it's a, just you as the employee and owner, if you're not working on your business, it's because you're you're too busy working in it, which often means that it's time to outsource things that you don't physically have to be doing. And then I'd say the last thing is that you don't have, which kind of goes along with that point, is you have no space or room to vision cast where you want to take your business. Again, you you don't have space or the capacity to even step back, analyze your business as the owner and CEO of it and figure out where you want to take it because you're just getting lost in the day-to-day tasks because there's so many and they're piling up too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so if any of that relates to you, listener, dear listener, um, <laughs> then you are probably in this space of needing to outsource. That's kind of the indicator of if you're feeling any of those that's probably the first indicator that, oh, okay, I need to figure out what to outsource. Yeah. I think that's the number one. Like, we, you know, we could talk about more things, but it all boils down to your time be- has become your most valuable asset. You know, you yeah. no longer value your money substantially far above your time. Um, your time is more limited than your f- resources and finances are. So that's like the biggest thing. And we, when we, Lindsay and I sat down to kind of brainstorm this episode and talk through it, we were, you know, trying to create like three, three key signs that your time to outsource or whatever. And we just kept every point that we would put down fell under this one point. Like everything circles down and boils down to your time being your most valuable asset. So that's the number one indicator. And then we're going to talk about a few um, specific points within that about how, like knowing when to outsource and, and things to keep in mind. But that's basically the bottom line of you know you're ready when you just do not have time and your to-do list is growing every single day. And it feels like it's growing by like five to 10 big items. And you're only able to knock out one to two. Like that's, that's what it'll feel like when you're a hundred percent ready without yeah. a doubt to outsource. Well, and something that I think a lot of people forget is that yes, outsourcing does cost money because right, you have to pay somebody to do a job, but you might think, oh, okay, I'm losing money by outsourcing. But no, you're not because you're actually getting all of those tasks off your plate. You're outsourcing it. Yes, it's costing money, but you're able to reset your mind and your focus and your space in your workday to then focus on the things that will move the bottom line farther and that will make more money in the long run. So you have to like have that vision before you even outsource. Otherwise, you're going to be like, oh, I'm losing money, (laughs) which is not true. (laughs) Yes. So good. All right. Well, let's dive in. I want to talk about a few specific points when it comes to knowing when to outsource and things to keep in mind as you're starting to look towards this. So first and foremost, this is super important, guys. Do not 
throw and run. That's, that's what I like to call it. So <laughs> you need, before you're ready to outsource, you need to kind of have a general overview of your entire business. So you need yeah. to know, you know, the big picture of here's what needs to be happening. Here's why it needs to be happening. Here's some basic foundational pieces of, you know, the task or the project or whatever that I'm needing somebody else to take over. You don't ever want to be ignorant or uninformed as a boss, as a business owner, as a CEO when handing it off to another team member. But, you know, there's a caveat to that, which is the next point that we'll get to in a second where you don't want to micromanage, but you want to know what you're doing in your business, even if you maybe don't know all the technical details, if you're not like super, super involved in doing all of the work, you need to at least understand the basic principles and the basic strategies behind it. So before you outsource, you know, something that maybe really overwhelms you and is really big and important, but isn't getting done. For example, you know, keeping careful books. So maybe hiring a bookkeeper or an accountant to help you set up systems or anything. Before you hand off something like your books, that's super important as a business owner, you need to at least understand the overarching strategy or, you know, here are the numbers that I'm aiming for this year. Here are, you know, my monthly expenses that I need to stay within or things like that. You can't just toss your books at a bookkeeper and run the other way like you just threw a grenade. Like you need to still have a general overview of what's happening and you need to keep your eyes on your work. So just make sure that's the biggest thing that I want to say before you begin to outsource, at least understand the general principles. So if you're going to outsource, you know, maybe copywriting or Pinterest management or something like that, you need to understand how to write copy that converts. That way you can approve your copy from somebody else or even just knowing your brand voice and knowing how to approve a copywriter who's working with you or with yeah. Pinterest, at least understand basic strategies and principles of this is how it's working and this these are the goal numbers that I want. This is, you know, the ideal target market that I'm aiming for. Even if you're not doing all the nitty gritty technical work, just making sure you're an informed CEO who is aware and in charge of what you want to have happening in your business. Yeah, I think there's a a balance for sure between needing to outsource, but also making sure that you do have a hand in it and like a vision casting CEO role in everything and that you have a, a, a say and a a general outline, like you said, of of what you are outsourcing. I think a really good example of that that might be even a little bit more deep is for photography. I know we'd have a lot of photographers listening because obviously we are photographers. Um, so I'm not going to ignore that. But I think when photographers are outsourcing editing, I think it it can be easy to be like, oh, I'll just outsource it. But is if you don't have your style like settled down, not mm-hmm. settled down, that's not the word I meant to say, but nailed like nailed down, down <laughs> and you know exactly like what your style is and how you edit, it's going to be hard to work with an editor because they're going to ask you, well, how do you like your blacks? How do you like the contrast? How do you like what tone colors do you like? And obviously they work off of the off of like the, what you give them, but it like you still need to have a basis of knowledge of what you're editing and what your style is similar to like Pinterest. No, like the general concept before you outsource to a Pinterest export. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? 
Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Did you know that how you choose to package your products can be a game changer for organic marketing? I know. Cool, right? Listen to this. If someone receives a package from you in a beautiful branded design, they are much more likely to snap a photo and share about it online. Enter No Issue, a sustainable, customizable branded packaging company for business owners. No Issue provides everything from customizable tissue paper, stickers, tape, stamps, and a 100% compostable mailer bag to put all of your goodies in. Customizing your product is so crazy easy. Just upload your logo, choose a design from their templates and colors, or you can upload a finished design of your own. No Issue sent us some of their products, and honestly, we are freaking blown away. It's sustainable, (laughs) it's high quality, and it's so dang cool to see your brand printed all over your packaging. Plus, it makes your brand look bougie as heck. Like, talk about (laughs) (laughs) high-end. If you're ready to take your packaging game to the next level, you can use code HEART for 10% off at noissue.co. Happy packing. That kind of leads really well into number two, which is kind of the opposite almost mindset of everything that Evie just talked about, which is stop trying to micromanage. So yes, while what Evie said is true, you need to have that vision casting CEO mindset of like what's happening in your business. Like you can't just like toss and run like she said, but on the opposite end, you cannot like finger clutch hold every single thing in your entire business because you will not grow. You will not grow if you have a tight grip on absolutely everything. And you you almost have to let go and learn to trust other experts and professionals to handle the things that you are not an expert at. Mm-hmm. Because you're not an expert at everything. And I think that's a really smart business thing to realize is that, yes, you got into business to to do something that you loved, but there's a multitude of tasks in a business and in running a business. And as an entrepreneur, you are doing all of them at the very beginning. And so it's basically you have to learn to let go is ultimately what I'm saying. You have to learn to let go and hand off the things that you are not an expert at because you started your business for it to work for you, not for you to work for it like a racehorse. And then your business becomes like this monster that's eating you, right? We started our businesses to have freedom, to have the hour flexibility, to have the freedom to take our kids out of of school for a day because why the hell not, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And being self-employed means you're supposed to have that freedom. But when we don't learn to let go and not like clench fist every single thing in our business, then we like work for the monster that becomes our business instead of our business working for us and for our lifestyle. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do want to caveat all of this. If you are baby fresh, 
like to your business, you just started yesterday or three months ago, then I'm glad you're listening to this episode because you will need this episode, but don't take everything that we're saying and be like, oh my gosh, I just started. I need, I don't know what that voice is, but (laughs) I need to, (laughs) I need to outsource my editing or whatever. Um, (laughs) that I'm, (laughs) that was a great voice. You are a delight Um, today. I am enjoying this. such a delight, (laughs) y'all. But... If you are baby fresh, I want you to slow down, Sharon, and really think about what we said at the beginning. Remember how I said I went three years into my business before outsourcing and Evie went a year and a half. And we're not saying that that's excellent or that's the mark to meet, but making sure that you are aware of those times when, okay, am I valuing my time more than my money? So just Mm -hmm. keeping that in mind if you are baby fresh, um, because you don't need to and shouldn't outsource on like day three of your business. Yeah. Yeah. I think to just kind of piggyback and, and amen what Lindsay said, if you are listening to this episode and and struggling with the idea of letting go of something in your business, this point, number two of trying, like stop micromanaging, this is for you because yeah. you like you need to realize that you still need to have eyes on your business. Like we were saying of like, don't just toss and run. You need to have eyes on your business, but also you need to let go of that death grip that you have on everything, which will go into our next point Mm. of number three, there are probably two myths that you might be believing in your business. And number one is no one else can do it the way I can. So did that, did that just pierce your soul right there? (laughs) Who else felt that? Cause I felt that. Look, you have to get rid of that mindset and you have to let go because like Lindsay said, if you don't loosen that death grip that you have on every single task and every single area of your business, if you don't stop being that octopus who's wearing 5 million hats with all these tentacles going everywhere, you're going to burn yourself out. And the Mm. reality is that is a absolute lie that, for example, as if you're a photographer listening, you're editing. Uh, You might believe, which I believed this. I know Lindsay did did too. too. (laughs) Which is why it took me three years to outsource this. Yep. We (laughs) had this belief that no one else can edit the way we can. That is an ugly, time-sucking lie, my friend, and that is not true. You can train somebody to edit the way you do, and then you have final approval still. When it comes to outsourcing your editing, this is something I didn't understand when I was getting into this world. I didn't realize that you still have full approval and and access to those edits that I can tweak, edit, whatever, the final catalog from my editor, which that's a bunch of details. But it's not true that you are the only person who can do your job. I think I thought, I thought that like you just magically outsourced it and then all of a sudden like your editor sends it to your clients. Like I don't know where I thought that, but like that, that's literally, it felt like, oh, okay, I have absolutely zero control over like my art. Oh, I'm the artist. No one, no one can do it like I can. Oh, that was a great accent. You are a treasure today. (laughs) Yes. And that's something you have to let go of in every area of your business. This is not just talking to photographers with editing, outsourcing. This is for anyone. You could be like, I think of like my friend Ashley Rose. She creates baby clothes and Mm -hmm. she outsourced her sewing like 
pretty, I mean, I think she sewed for a while, but like she outsourced it because she knew like, okay, yeah, she could do it, but like, does she need to? And she was getting big enough. She needed to scale. Right. And her, she, she was going to hit a ceiling with her doing everything. And so that's the biggest thing you have to realize in order to grow, you have to let go. Wow. That kind of rhymed. That rhymed. I think I just want to go back to that editing example as a photographer. If you look at that example, how many hours could you free up if you outsourced your editing? What other needle moving tasks could you focus on? Because the reality is other people can do what you're doing. Not everything, but most things or a lot of them at least, other people can continue those tasks while you focus on stuff that only you can do that is really driving your business forward. And you have Mm. to recognize you are not an expert at everything and you don't have to be. And also you can't be the expert at literally everything. For example, you are not, well, I don't know, maybe you are, Susan. You are, most people though, are not a professional accountant. So Why are you trying to handle your books when you're at the stage in your business where you just need to have oversight of your books, not managing them every single day in, day out, months, whatever? So recognizing that you do not have to be the expert at everything, that when you let go of tasks, you're actually able to focus on what's important and scale and grow bigger than ever. So if you are believing the lie today that you are the only person who can do blank task in your business, I just want to challenge you that the likelihood that that's a lie is pretty, pretty up there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. evaluate, am I really the only person in this entire world who can do it? And most of the time, the answer is going to be no. The only exception to that is, for example, showing up on your Instagram stories with your face and talking to the camera. Yeah, you're probably the only person who can do that. But your books, your editing, your client communication and emails, your admin tasks, there's a lot of stuff you can outsource, my friend. Your copywriting, your mm -hmm. Pinterest, your blogging, like your sewing. Lindsay. Your your product detail, I don't know, whatever product things that people do. Literally, you can outsource so much. Yeah. Mm, so I'm good. just over here snapping. <laughs> the second lie that a lot of people, or myth, I guess, a lo- that a lot of people are probably believing that stops them from wanting to outsource or, or just plain up, straight up doing it, is I'm not good enough to have a team. Mm. Which I think... I think that if you're believing that right now, I just want you to cut that S-H-I-T out right now. <laughs> and I, I want you to think about this. When you, I think what often holds us back with that particular fear is like, oh, I, I'm just like a little entrepreneur. I can't manage an entire team. But like, when was the last time an entrepreneur hired like 10 people all at once? Like, oh, now I have a team like from zero to a hundred. No, never, right? You always start with one. You always start with one and then you grow and then you grow and then you learn. And so if you, I want you to step back and look at this objectively and logistically. Did you check off all of the signs above that we mentioned on being overworked, feeling like you're the octopus at the desk? If that's you right now listening, then don't let the fear that you are not enough or that you can't handle a team or being a good boss hold you back Mm -hmm. because you learn those things and you grow as you step out and do them. So if you're feeling mega overwhelmed, If you don't have any extra free time, if your to-do list is just like growing daily and you can't seem to make a single dent in it, then you need to outsource, Mm -hmm. like plain and simple. You need to start. And 
if, if you're ready, then awesome, great. You are good enough. So I want you to get out of your own head. I want you to get the lie that you're not enough or that you're not good enough to be a boss or have a team. Chuck that to the wayside because mm. outsourcing outsourcing isn't as scary as you've built it up to be in your head. You have to start small. You have to start with that one person, that first outsourcing. And if it's not even a team member, maybe it might be an independent contractor. Maybe you just hire somebody three hours a week to work on your Pinterest Mm -hmm. and you get them from like Upwork or somewhere. Like, right? Like you just Mm -hmm. hire one independent contractor. That's way less scary. Or you hire someone to make a logo. It could be that simple. Yeah. Like you don't have to make the logo yourself, right? It can be so that simple. And then you just work up from there. And as you grow, as you learn to manage people, as you learn to slowly give direction and give constructive feedback on things that people are giving you, you learn skills that are going to make you a great boss in the future. And so I just want you to like take a step back and be like, hey, don't don't let the lie that you cannot manage a team stop you from outsourcing right now. Mm, that is so good. And I think all of this boils down to if you're listening to this episode and you're like, okay, I think I'm ready. I feel like I've checked off pretty much all those boxes of the signs that it might be time for me to start outsourcing, but I'm scared and I don't know where to start. I just want to encourage you, ask questions. Ask somebody around you who maybe has an editor or maybe has a bookkeeper, maybe has somebody running their Pinterest or helping them with their email list. You know, ask somebody around you in the industry who has a team or has outsourced something already and just ask them the first steps. Where did you find your person? Um, What should I look for? What do they do for you? What, you know, ask how how much do they cost? Exactly. Just ask questions. Be willing to Google it too. Google is your best friend, my friend. Mm. Google. Yes. Um, and honestly, the reality is you just have to start with baby steps and evaluate the things that are sucking the life and the time the most in your business. That's yeah. the first thing that you can look at to begin to evaluate if you who to outsource to first. If you're looking at this and you're like, okay, I think I'm ready. We'll probably do a whole nother episode on the first steps of outsourcing and you know all of the details of that. We just wanted to help you see today if you are ready to outsource. And if you're feeling like you are, then I want to encourage you. The first step is to just begin to ask questions, look into it, and start keeping track of and paying attention to your time and energy and where it's going to the most that just seems like a black hole in your business that Mm -hmm. do you need to have your hands on that? So that's my encouragement for you guys today. And just to quickly recap, you know you are ready to outsource when your time has surpassed your money as your most valuable asset. If you are feeling super overwhelmed, you just do not have the capacity for everything on your to-do list, and it's continuing to grow, 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 pile up, pile up, pile up every single day, and you are barely making a dent at it even though you are working 15, 16, 17-hour days, you are ready to outsource, my friend. And with that, I just wanted to encourage you, do not outsource until you at least have a general overview of what you are going to be outsourcing. Even if you ask the person that you're about to outsource to train you as they onboard, you want to 
have eyes on your business. Don't just toss and run. That's honestly one of the most dangerous things you can do as a CEO and as a business owner. Make sure you're aware of what's going on in your business. And with that also, the caveat is you need to stop trying to micromanage everything. Once you realize you're ready to outsource, start bringing somebody in and let go of that death grip that you have on everything. And you, my friend, are not the only person who can do everything in your business. There are other people who can do the work for you. And if you are believing the lie that you're not good enough to have a team or you're not big enough to outsource, that is a bold-faced lie from you know where, H-E double hockey sticks. So you need to let (laughs) that one just go. And if you have checked off the boxes of anything that we've talked about, you are ready to outsource. Start looking into it. Start asking questions. Start doing research. It's not as scary as it seems. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own way. You can up-level and scale so much better and so much faster when you bring other people on to help you get there. Mm, just preach. <laughs> I'll just I'll just wrap it up with, with a wise quote from this episode from the Dear Evie Rupp. <laughs> In order to grow, you need to let go. <laughs> I felt like Dr. Seuss there for a second. Um, But I feel like that honestly just wraps it up very nicely. In order to grow, you need to let go. That's like just point blank, straight up. There you have it, friends. Um, I hope you love this episode. We loved this one. This was a treasure. It was a little treasure treat. Um, (laughs) I've had, I must have had sugar or something today. I don't know what it is, but. Anyways, we love you guys. We are cheering you on. And if you love this episode, we would love you to screenshot it tag us and share on your Instagram story and tell us what you loved about it. If you learned anything or if you're just loving the show in general, we would be so appreciative if you subscribe to the show, then you get notified every single time we have new episodes, which is twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if you are feeling so kind to take two minutes and leave us a review, we would absolutely love it. It helps us so much get new guests and to bring you free content in your earbuds twice a week. So thank you so much. If you have left a review and if you haven't, pause this episode or it's almost done so you could just like hop on over after we're done (laughs) and do that um and for just more just entertainment and education and community please join us at our facebook group for the heart and hustle community all of those links are in the show notes you can find evie at evie rupp on instagram me at mrs Lindsay roman on instagram or our podcast slash the heart university instagram at the heart university so that's where you can find us and just go out and kick some butt friends you are the master (laughs) of your life go get it